Welcome to the That Healing Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Faith Ashenden, founder, CEO, and master mindset coach. I'm obsessed with helping you awake the healer within yourself so that you can step into a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. Join me in training your brain, rewiring your subconscious, and changing your inner world so that you can heal. Let's dive in. to the That Healing Feeling podcast for a very special solo episode, my home birth. (laughs) I know that I've been talking about this with you guys a lot, and I've been really open and honest about sharing the fact that I want to have a home birth and um, knowing that it very well, you know, could be unpredictable. But if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I did get my home birth, my perfect, perfect home birth. And I cannot wait to share it with you, Um, mostly because I think that it's so important for people to be sharing their positive birth stories. Everyone is always sharing the negative about birth, right? Like whenever I'm on social media, all I ever hear is people saying, you know, this, that, and the other about how much they did not enjoy the process. And when I shared, like, I had this beautiful home birth and my baby was born in in my room in a pool of roses and it was just perfect and I love it and I would do it all over again, I got comments like, wow, this is the first time someone has, like, talked positively about birth and made me feel like I could actually do it. And that is music to my ears. Um, So I hope that this is kind of one of those testimonies for you. I listened to a lot of positive home birth podcasts before I had my baby. And it was so important for me neurologically, like just to get into a place where I was kind of aligned with those stories instead of sort of the, the stories of the past that were causing me fear and all of that, that I had to let go ultimately to, to do this birth successfully. So, um, I have a a podcast on here about hypnobirthing. So if you, um, well, not just hypnobirthing, but just like all the prep I did for this birth. So if you are like, I want to know about that prep, definitely listen to that episode. Um, and I have links and everything in the show notes for you. So you can kind of like at least look at the resources that I used. Um, but I did a lot of prep. I mentally rehearsed for almost every day that I was pregnant for this home birth. Um, I did a lot of, um, emotional releasing work from my last birth, which I wanted to do out of hospital, but ended up in an emergency cesarean in the end. Um, after laboring for 49 hours. And um, I don't know, I just, I was holding a lot of trauma in my body more than anything. And I did a lot of work on releasing that and then a lot of work on rehearsing this moment and being able to step into this scenario with so much confidence, having had a complicated first birth, having had a cesarean the first time, having had Graves' disease, all of these things were quote unquote risk factors for me. And so I was really kind of like going against the system to opt in for this home birth. And I really had to tune out the noise mentally and the doubt that people would try to instill in me um, for this decision that I was making. And trust me, there was a lot of that coming from other people. Um, but I didn't let it get me down. And I'm really proud of myself because I really feel like birth is 80% mental, 20% physical. Like as in you cannot, I guess, uh, what's the right way to say this? You cannot overestimate the importance of doing this mental work. That's what I would say. And I really attribute the success of my home birth to the work that I did. 
like without a shadow of a doubt, which was so diligent. And one of like, it's probably like one of the most diligent, like times of my life was preparing for this. So I'm just really proud of myself, (laughs) not just because I was able to do it physically, but because I really feel like I manifested that I really called that into existence with the work that I did. And I think the first time, like there was still an element of fear really like subconsciously. And I think the other part of it was, you know, it wasn't like a purely physiological birth or biological birth. I'm probably saying that wrong, whichever word they use where it's like all natural. It wasn't that because they made me do some sort of induction. Um, and I did do like a home induction. So it was not Pitocin. So I was able to like induce naturally, if you will, like as natural as you can with like some substances that were not synthetic. Um, but that like kickstarted the process before I was ready. And so it just like didn't work the way I wanted it to. Whereas this time I knew better. I was not going to do that. Granted, I didn't have a choice in the States, but this time I was like, right, everything is going to be completely hands off. So just like going into this, I like as like a kind of precursor, I hired my midwife and I hired a doula slash photographer. And going into this, I said to my midwife, I want this to be a completely hands-off pregnancy and birth. Meaning like I don't, I'm not, I've like rejected OB-GYN care or consultant care as they call it here. So I actually didn't see like a doctor. I wanted to manage it myself. And I'm not saying this is not medical advice for you to do because like I, (laughs) I am very like rigid. I like do my own labs. You know, it's irresponsible to not be doing your own lab work and seeing a medical professional. But I had my midwife. I didn't want to see an MD, a medical doctor, because I knew that they were going to try to instill fear or, you know, try to kind of veer me away from my wish. And so I said to my midwife, I only want to work with you. I don't want any like medical intervention. I didn't have any checks throughout the entire thing from the beginning to the end. Um, I, you know, I want minimal scans. Um, She did all my appointments at home, so I didn't even have to leave my house. And I want every conversation to really be based around um, the assumption that this is happening successfully, you know? So it's like um, when, you know, Adeline gets here, when X happens, because I want to act as if, right? And call it into existence. So every appointment was at home. And the big thing for me was on the day, I really don't want any coaching, I don't, I want to be alone as much as possible so that I can tune into my body and let my body lead me. So I don't want to be told when to do anything unless it's emergency. I want everyone to be quiet. (laughs) Not in a mean way, but you know what I mean? I really wanted to, especially because I'm not really sure I want to do this again because the pregnancy was really hard. If this is my last birth, I really want to have the experience of being physically led by my instincts and just like tuning into like, the naturalness and the rawness of it all because I feel like that was taken away from me and I really want to heal that and like give that healed experience to my daughter as well as she'll you know potentially want to have children and just kind of like have this just really really unique raw experience without with with tuning into the wisdom of my body and so that is exactly what happened to a T so you know I was 40 weeks and two days amazingly. So, so close to my due date. And I woke up at three in the morning and, um, I started to have, like, I started to have like light cramping. Now I had had this for a few days actually on and off. And so I kind of thought, well, you know, this is probably just 
Braxton Hicks or whatever. But it kept happening and happening. And I texted one of my best friends, Rachel, who lives in San Francisco. Um, and I was like, she's going to be awake right now. <laughs> I was like, I think I'm going into labor, but I don't want to wake up Matt because I'm not sure. Um, so I don't really know what to do. So I just got an app out and I started recording it because like, I was like, these are sort of feeling like surges, right? Because contractions kind of, they come in waves. And so I was like, I think it's like not going away because this has been like sort of uncomfortable now for like an hour. So I started um, recording it and sure enough, it was, it was, they were contractions. They were, they were on and off. Um, I think like every five to six minutes um, and they were lasting like 30 seconds to a minute. So I was like, and you know, this is, this is the thing early labor, like really is so mild that both times, right. I can never tell. Like the first time I went into labor was the same way. I was like, am I in labor? Like, this is like just such a minor inconvenience. Like, is this really labor? Obviously like it intensifies, but I just couldn't tell for so long. So like for so long, I was like, is this labor? Okay, fine. So then I finally woke up Matt and I was like, listen, I'm in labor, but I know because I've done this before that early labor can last forever. So I'm not really sure what to do, but you know, you sleep because who knows how long this will go on for. Um, so all of a sudden the surges really started to intensify. And, um, I was like, okay, never mind. They, maybe this labor is progressing quickly. It is my second baby. Um, you know, maybe this is going to be one of those stories where like the baby just like flies out and that's great. You know, that was like what I wanted. I wanted like a really fast birth after my 50 hour labor. Um, and so basically, um, we called my midwife because she is an hour and a half, two hours away. Actually, she is, it was really hard to, um, get a private midwife here. And, um, the only one that I could really get that, well, that I wanted was two hours away. And she's literally an angel and took me on as a client. So we said, Hey, you know, like soon enough, it's going to be morning rush hour and it's pouring rain and it's pitch black outside. And we're worried the baby's going to come and you're not going to be here. So do you mind just like coming over? Um, I know it's at this point, I would think it was like four thirty or 5.00 AM. And you know, the, the, surges are intensifying. And she says, you know, well, can Faith talk through them? And that's like, well, yeah, she can. But last time I could talk through them all the way until I was fully dilated at 10 centimeters. So, um, because I'm so effective at, um, you know, using hypnosis, um, really effectively to uh, kind of squelch the pain, if you will that like, I don't present as dilated or as deep into labor as I am. I'll put it that way. Um, so she came over and as soon as she came as per usual, this happened to me last time when I saw a midwife, um, my, uh, surges stopped. And this happened to be the first time, like, I really don't labor unless I'm like by myself in a dark room. I like can't cope with being watched. And that's kind of how I am as a person. Like I'm a really private person. Um, you might not think so because I'm on Instagram, like, but I don't share private details of my life. And I don't, especially when it comes to experiences, I'm very, very private about that. And I think that just like really showed up during labor. And that's pretty typical as well. So she came here to like, you know, midwives can kind of tell where you are based off watching you. And I was just like, oh my gosh, they've gone. So I was like, you know, I think that you're going to have to <laughs> get out of the room. Um, nothing against my midwife because I love her. And same with my doula who had just come in. 
And I was like, so I can labor. So the second they left the room, the surges came back and we played this game for about two hours. So they would come in and the surges would stop. They would leave. The surges would come back. The only person I wanted in the room was Matt. Um, and I had my face mask on and my um, headphones in. And I was listening to Rainbow Relaxation, which is like a hypnosis track for birth. And I listened to that track for almost the entire 13 hours of my labor. And I really got into like a deep state of hypnosis, which was so amazing and so spiritual. And just like, you know, if you've been in labor before, and I hate to say it, but like, it's just the reality of what I've experienced having had drugs and not had drugs because like the first time I did the first um, 45 hours at home and that was really spiritual. And when I went to the hospital and they administered an epidural, it all kind of went away for me. So like for me personally, like I feel like when I can feel everything in my body is when I really feel like I'm like just hitting that like very spiritual point where I can like feel like I'm transcending this universe. I don't know how to describe it, but birth is totally a drug. So one of the reasons why I wanted to experience it at home is because I wanted to get that hit again. I wanted to have this really unique human experience where you can like taste, you know, the heavens, if you will. They say moms go up into, you know, the heavenly realms and take get their baby souls and bring them back to earth. And that is really what it feels like. So I was in this really deep state of hypnosis and I just felt like it was just like I left my body. Like it was amazing. It was so cool. And things started to intensify. And I can't tell you when, but what I can say is I, so I did the first um, maybe 10 hours. Um, If you're looking at my bed on the right side of my bed, I had no plans of where I was going to be. I sat, I kneeled on the right side of my bed with my eye mask on and my headphones in, and I listened to Rainbow Relaxation, and I got myself in such a trance, and I just labored there, and only there, listening to this for about 10 hours, I would say is accurate, because I would say the last, like, three hours are when things change, and I'll go into that, so I fully labored, so I fully dilated there, um, so I went from zero to 10, um, right there on the side of my bed, and during that time, where I was in a really deep state of hypnosis, I can confidently say that it was intense, but not painful. Okay. And there's definitely a difference. Intensity is, wow. I'm, I can feel like my uterus, like pushing this human, like the baby's being lower. You start to feel the pressure, but I wanted to feel it all. Like I wanted to have this experience and I didn't want to talk to anyone. I just wanted to sit there and it was such a hit. It was amazing. Um, I was totally out of body. I was totally in a trance. And I was totally guided by my body. My midwife came in every 30 minutes with a like little Doppler thing. I'm not sure what it's called to check the heartbeat of the baby. And then she would check my pulse, but I stayed in my world, right? Um, And things, because they were, you know, out of the room, things were able to intensify finally. So the birth pool was set up this whole time. And my husband said to me, you know, are you going to want to get in the pool? And I said, I'm just going to let my body leave me. I just don't really know, you know, how I'm going to feel. At this point, I did not want to get into the pool. I'm not really sure why. It just felt really good to sit in that. Well, it was like kneel in that position and just be in this like trance type place where I was just really tuning into the sensation of my baby being pushed down and being like, this is mental because I have been doing this job for 10 months and I'm about to meet my baby. Like, it's just such a mental experience. I, I just don't know how else to describe it. 
is so cool. So, um, and I obviously had to focus really hard on my breathing and making sure my nervous system was in the right place so that I didn't feel, you know, pain. Um, and yeah, all of a sudden I would say about 10 hours in, like I said, and I, and actually I would say I took a couple breaks to have some toast with honey and I was drinking LMNT. So those like electrolytes. Um, and I was just like feeling good. I was feeling energized. The honey was amazing. I did like sourdough toast with lots of grass-fed butter and raw honey. And I was like, this is the best thing in the world <laughs> between contractions, eating that. Um, and then um, all of a sudden I stood up and my water broke. And it was funny because I was texting one of my other friends who lives in Dallas. And I was like, oh, my water just broke because that didn't happen last time. Um, she was like, what's it like? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just this clear liquid. <laughs> It's like, and I was like, interesting. Okay. And I remember saying to Matt, oh, that's annoying because I really wanted to labor in these pants. They're so comfortable. They're from Gap and they're maternity pants and they're like the best pants ever. I said, can you do a 15 minute wash and dry them for me so I can labor in them? And he did. Um, so I remember my water broke and then I just kind of was like, okay, um, back to laboring, you know? And I got back on my knees and, um, continued laboring. And then all of a sudden I said, I think I want to get in the pool now. And nothing had like physiologically changed. Like the sensations weren't different, but I just had this urge to get in the pool. And I and just like, it's really so wild because I got in the pool and it was so nice. Like, if you know, you know, I did the same thing last time during labor. I got into my bath at my house and it was like, oh, sweet relief. So I get in the pool and I'm like, this is so nice. I just feel in heaven, true heaven. And then I'm I'm floating around with red and pink rose petals. Red rose petals are the highest vibrating living things on the planet. So I am like, this is like some spiritual shit right here. Um, this is how I feel. I have my head, my face mask on, and I'm listening to my affirmations. I have my affirmation cards up on fairy lights all over the room. It's pouring rain outside, which is exactly what I wanted. I wanted to be like in a dark cave with just my lights and my affirmations, you know, alone. Um, and I'm feeling it. I'm like, this is it. And something inside of me said, like, you're about to like enter in. You're going to step into that space um, where you have to draw from the strength inside of you. And I'm not going to lie. It was a bit scary because I just had this intuition of like, it's, it's all systems go now. Now is the time. And in that moment, transition starts. If you've done it before, then you know. If you felt transition before, you know. You know. If you haven't, don't worry because it's a good sign. It means you've dilated and it's going to be time to push. It's a no turning back sort of moment. Like you've done it. You, you've pretty much, you know, like you've done the majority of labor. Now the baby's coming. So that's the really positive thing about transition. So in a way, it was like, wow, I'm about to meet baby girl. On the other side of the token, it's that surge of adrenaline, which if you kind of understand labor, means that perhaps it's a little bit more difficult to escape the sensation of pain because you really want to have that um, minimize adrenaline and release oxytocin if you want to have um, really that like calm, more intense sensation versus like a pain sensation. So the adrenaline comes because we're getting ready to push, baby. So it's time. So I am like, okay, this is this is the moment. This is it. I remember this from last time. I really do. You don't forget it. And that is where um, I started my like, okay, I'm I really feel it now. 
And this is where my midwife and my doula ended up coming in, but I didn't really realize that like that much that they were there because I was so in it. Um, I was riding it. There's nothing else you can do. When, when transition comes, you know that you're too far to go back and you have to ride the surges until the baby's there. And that's what I did. I held on to the side of the pool <laughs> and I said to myself, I feel the strength of all the women who've come before me. And that was really my mantra. The first time I labored, my mantra was I can do hard things. The second time I really resonated with, I feel the strength of all the women that came before me. And I held on tight. And every time the surge came, I held on tight to the pool and to my husband and just rode that surge. There's nothing else to it. It was a mixture of my labor noises or sobbing, crying. And it, it, was, it wasn't even necessarily, it was, a, it was a lot of just emotion, I think, more than anything. It was just this like, you know, I've tapped out of this universe. I'm swimming somewhere else. It's really intense. I feel the need to release. Um, and so the crying just helped because it released any tension that, you know, was in my body. Um, helped me access parasympathetic a little bit more easily. The noises um, were the in indication that baby is coming. I'm just there like yelling out, <laughs> um, but ultimately all tinged with excitement, you know, nothing to scare me off from doing it again. Um, there is a difference between real intense emotion and sensations and scary pain. And I think transition for me really was just like this massive intensity an intensity like I've never known or will never know again. And I'm certain that there is no human experience that would ever touch the intensity of transition. And I think that's what makes it so beautiful. Like I got to experience this like out of body release and anticipation that I'm about to bring life into the world, which is, I'm sorry, but amazing. <laughs> so all of a sudden, as you know, transition comes and transition goes, and then it's time to push. So my midwife has, and my doula, they're not talking to me. They, I said, I did not want any coached birthing or pushing or anything. So I said, unless there's an emergency, just let me be. And they did. And so I keep in mind, have not had a vaginal birth before, but I felt my body as it was transitioned into pushing. And so I felt this immense pressure, like this, this means I need to push. I don't need someone to tell me what to do. I know what this feels like. And it was time to push. And the waves came of, all right, you know, it, it's gone from um, surges to intensifying to transition. And now it's just a deep seated need for getting this baby out. And I felt her moving down the birth canal. And as she moved down, the urge got stronger and stronger and stronger. I pushed for 45 minutes. Um, at the end, I said finally to my midwife who was there behind me out of sight and extremely quiet, but I knew she was there. I said, I'm so tired. I don't know how much longer I can do this. Like, but I knew I couldn't stop because my baby is in my birth canal and I'm here. It's, you know, she's got to come out and that urge is going to 
it's going to give me a second to breathe and then it's going to come back again and I'm going to have to push and I'm dripping in sweat. Like my, I have never sweat more than I have that moment in my life. It was the hardest I've ever worked. And I would say that is the hardest part about pushing. Like it's more that you're just putting in a lot of work than anything. So it's nothing to be scared about. And it's okay. Have you ever worked hard, like pushed yourself at the gym? Yeah, it's going to be harder than that, but that's okay. Like, you know, you're, you're also sitting there saying, I'm literally like meeting my baby. This is mental. So I push, push, push. And I said to her, I don't think I could do this anymore. I am so tired. Like it's so much energy and work. And she said to me two more pushes and she's here. And so when the sensation came again to push, I pushed with everything (laughs) like you guys with all the strength I've ever had in my life, like culminated together, two pushes and boom, she was out just like that. And I just couldn't believe it. Like she was floating in the water and Kay said, you're my, my midwife. She said, your baby's here. You, you pick her up. And I was like, what? And there she was. She was just floating in between my legs, umbilical cord wrapped around her neck, just silently floating there. And I was like, what? And so I pushed the rose petals out of the way and I picked her up and we un unrolled the umbilical cord from her neck and she was just quiet and little and connected to me and I just held her and I thought oh my god I'm sitting in a bath full of rose petals and here's my baby I just pushed her out and like this is incredible speechless the joy was just immense from all of us my photographer slash doula was taking photos um and my husband was just like peeking out my midwife was beaming from ear to ear saying you know I knew you could do it that's what she was her eyes were saying um and the baby of course was born in such a peaceful zen way that she didn't realize she'd been born yet so I I knew that that was the case for water births they're always so calm and also keeping in mind I was very calm throughout my whole labor and it was just so idyllic and um so you know I just waited and I just held her and finally she made like a couple little peeps and that was it. And I was like, all right. <laughs> um, I waited for the umbilical cord to stop pulsing until it died. And then Matt cut the cord. Um, I did not wipe her off or anything. I just um, bundled her in a warm towel and a warm blanket and gave her to Matt. And I said, all right, the contractions are starting again. It's time to birth the placenta. So I knew I wanted to consume my placenta. Um, so I couldn't birth it in water. So somehow I got up. And I'm still looking at like a droplet of blood on the wall because I had to get up having just given birth and walk over to the toilet to birth the placenta. And that was a bit hard. I was like, how do I move my body after this? That was my pelvis has seen better days. Actually, it's really funny because my midwife and my doula helped me walk over to the bathroom. And my midwife said, how are you okay? And my response was, my pelvis has seen better days. (laughs) My poor pelvis. So I walk over to the bathroom and she says, do you want me to you know, they can give you an injection to speed up the process so that your placenta just comes. I said, no, I, you know, I really wanted to do this all naturally. So I just did one push and the placenta came out and that was it. She was like, whoa, (laughs) it was just, I was like, I just want to go see my baby. So sat there, boom, placenta was out. Um, and I walked over to the bed. My mat gave me the baby. I put her on my chest and that was it. I did it. Like I have been, you guys manifesting that moment from day one, when I tell you that I recorded a voice note here on my phone 
that said, I'm going to have a successful home birth with no transfers to the hospital. And the successful completion of the birth means that the baby's born at home with no intervention. The cord is um, left to pulsate. The placenta is born without any intervention. And I bring her back to my bed in peace and joy. And everyone is healthy. And I listened to this every single day, every single day. And I felt and I attached emotion to this. And I printed out pictures of women who were doing these things, women specifically who had had C-sections. And I looked at those pictures every day and I felt those emotions. And I visualized myself sitting in my bed. And there I was sitting on my bed with my baby, eating my piece of toast, job well done, holding her in my arms, nursing her. And my midwife, my doula packed up 20 minutes later and just let us be. And I just thought, Jesus, this is just the most incredible, wonderful, spiritual, magical, perfect thing that's ever happened to me. And it was amazing. I would do it all over again. The entire process from start to finish was just such a drug. And I want to encourage anyone who is, you know, doubting themselves or fearful to understand that there are multiple perspectives. There are ways to experience it the way that I believe it should have been experienced. If it's possible to have an enjoyable experience, then why shouldn't people try to do that? Why? Why don't we teach people how to regulate themselves during pregnancy so we can give them the gift of a healthy pregnancy? Why don't we teach people to trust their body and their own innate wisdom? We were born to birth. There are very few people who need medical intervention, yet we intervene all the fucking time. And I'm so proud of myself. And I'm so immensely grateful to have healed the birth trauma of so many generations that came before me, including myself the first time. And I feel like collectively I healed this trauma with Adeline because it was her birth too. And I wanted to give her this gift more than anything. And now she, as my only daughter, will have the gift of a healed, you know, birth experience. And when we heal this, we pass it on in so many more ways than one. Um, It was incredible. And she's the most chill baby. You know, she's just, she's happy. She's healthy. She's attached to me. Like she's literally a Velcro baby. And I feel like she is the culmination of so much intention. And it makes you really just think, wow, imagine if we injected this much intention into everything we did. Imagine if everything we wanted was so important to us that we were willing to spend that much energy visualizing, feeling, manifesting what we want in our lives. And I'm just, I feel really proud. Um, You know, I feel it's definitely my greatest accomplishment. Um, At no point during that entire process, those 13 hours of laboring, did I feel fear. At no point did I feel doubt. and yeah, it was just awesome. So I don't know what this meant to you. If you're someone who might have kids or who has kids, um, or you're, you know, never want to have kids and you're just curious. Um, but I hope it is, like I said, a testimony that, um, there is a different reality that is possible for you. And that this is something that, you know, there are people out there who look forward to this, who think that this is the best, most magical thing. And I think, um, as a human being to be able to have this experience is so lucky, so lucky to be able to do that because there are people who can't and there are other amazing experiences out there too. But like, if it's something you can have, view it that way, 
not as something that you want to avoid or get over with. Don't let that narrative stop you from tapping into your power and tapping into your magic because it's not just me. We all have that capacity, right? Um, so with that, I'm going to leave you be. Um, there's not much more to say. My first labor, there's so many intricacies that I could have probably gone on for two hours. But this one was short, sweet, beautiful, and peaceful. And um, yeah, I'm sending you all the positive birth vibes and energy and healing. If you've also been a victim to the cascade of interventions or have been traumatized by what people have said or, you know, like your own experience at all, I'm sending you healing energy, knowing that it's not your fault. Um, it's just not. Um, the system is not set up to support people who are in tune with their own innate wisdom. Um, but, you know, I set out to change that and everything that I do. And if you hear little noises in the background, that's Adeline dreaming. <laughs> and I need to wake her up soon to feed her. So sending you so much love, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Mwah.